Uh, this is Dimity here with the Train Like a Mother Club, and I have got Coach Amanda hanging out with me today. Hello, Coach Amanda Loudon. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's life out there on the East Coast? You guys get hey, some snow? <laughs> no, we are not. Thankfully, we're finally, I think, at a, you know, knock on wood, I think we're into spring now for yeah. about a week. For about a week yeah. before it becomes summer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, and so, um, I mean, you guys really had it. Like, I felt so bad for you, for you and your um, fellow teammates on the East Coast because you had a rough winter. Well, so did the Midwest. I feel like it just, it yeah. was a rough winter. Ours wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was bad with snow at all this year. It just okay. was, the just the cold would never leave. We We really have not had spring this year. We just, it just passed us, so. Okay, so like, what's it's it, it going to be like? Too like, what's the temperature supposed to be today? Uh, probably 60, 65, which is decent. We can live with yeah. that. Yeah, That's spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and so we have a bunch of uh, questions here from. Um, it's mostly the half and the full group. The half uh, marathon and the full marathon group has questions, and then we've got people obviously here listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us today. If you have questions and you'd like to um, have Coach Amanda talk about them, you can either type them in or you can raise your hand and I can um, call on you um, and you can talk to her directly. So whatever works for your situation, if you're at work or have a you know a loud child or a new puppy in the background um, and you don't want to talk, that's cool. Um, you can always type. Um, and I guess, I mean, let's start there. There's a couple people I know, um, that have questions about injuries and I know, um, Carla actually, uh, I was just corresponding with her on Facebook. So we'll start with her. Cause I know that she has some work obligations. Um, so she says her race is this Saturday. Um, and this was her first training cycle without any injury, which is yay. That is just yeah. a huge, um, celebration in and, of, in and of itself. Um, she says I'm faster and stronger than I've ever been before. So what happened on my last training run? I strained my right calf. Okay. Um, she says, I'm currently dousing myself in, um, in turmeric and foam rolling and stretching like crazy. I'm no longer limping, but I'm still sore. What should I do? And today is Thursday. And I think she put this up either today or yesterday. Um, so it's fairly recent. So um, let's talk about that. And is it do? a marathon or half? I, I can uh, this is a half group. I'm sorry. It's a half marathon group. Yeah. Um, hmm. it's, that's a tough one. I mean, I think it's almost, so it's today's Thursday. It's definitely day by day at this stage. Um, I mean, if you can feel pretty good, I'd go out and maybe do a little test run tomorrow and see how it's doing. Um, my, my philosophy is, I mean, if, if, if you're still hurting at all, I, I would not do the race. I know that's the answer no one ever wants to hear, but I, hear. I also want people to kind of reframe things and understand that um, going into a race on an injury is never going to improve your injury. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you could be setting yourself back for, you know, weeks at a time. Um, you're more than likely not going to get the race outcome you want in this kind of situation. Um, with a half, you know, um, they're, uh, they're, they're more um, common and, and maybe, you know, so maybe there's another one you can find two, three, four weeks down the road and kind of rest up right now, try to ease back into training next week um, and aim for one a couple of weeks down the road if that's possible. Um, again, I know, shoot the messenger, go ahead, but I, 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 I want to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, we can do that. 
I mean, I said this, I mean, I would say the exact same thing and it does suck. I mean, I, you know, let us like, sorry, I look like I'm in a witness protection plan right now. <laughs> the lighting in here. I'm on 2020 talking about, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the, um, yeah, I mean, you have one body and you know what, you're, it's gone really, really well. And if this is just a minor strain, sprain, if you go and run on it, like you said, Amanda, you're going to make it worse. There's no, in, there's no running energy that ever got better through running on it. There's just nothing, nothing. Yeah. So you yeah. got to make yourself yeah. better. And so if Saturday comes and you are even twinging, you know, twinging at mile one means you're going to be limping by mile 13, especially if yeah. you push yourself. So um, like you said, my, my first reaction is get that thing, go to a PT if it's not better in the next like 48 hours. Um, and then, and then find another race because it's, it is right now it's mid April or kind of end of April. You still have, you know, May that you could still um, really hit a good race. Um, and yes, you lose your money, um, but you can go pick up the t-shirt if you want and that kind of thing. And honestly, the money that you lost on the registration fee is worth the therapy and the physical therapy and all the other things that you're going to have to go through if you really hurt yourself. So yes, um, not trying to be callous, but it's, it is true. Um, having been in that situation more than once. Um, okay. So Carla and I, and I said on the Facebook page that, um, to let us know if you're not, you know, let us know on Saturday or even tomorrow and we'll, we'll, you know, we will help you, um, get the race that you want in the body that you want in the condition you want to be in. Okay, here's another one that's kind of an injury one from Caitlin. Um, she says, I'm on week uh, 12 of the run-walk plan, and everything has been going great, including Saturdays or Sunday's 11 miles. This is a recovery week, um, and last night during her easy 40 minutes, she started feeling some knee discomfort during her cool-down walk. Uh, she foam rolled before bed, um, and walking around today, I can definitely tell it's an issue with my IT band. I'm pretty sure this is my own doing because I went three days in a row, um, long run, and then cardio plus strength class, and then easy run. So my plan is to rest and stretch today, and tomorrow see how I feel during an easy run. Um, uh, and see how I feel during an easy run on Friday morning to hopefully keep up with my five-mile long run on Saturday. So did, does that all, you got that situation? Does yeah. that make sense, Amanda? Okay. Yeah. So the question is, if I don't feel better for Friday's run, how many days off can I say, can I, um, safely take off without sacrificing the 11 weeks I've already put in. I definitely want to do, I definitely want to do next week's 12 miler for the psychological effect it'll have for me come race day on May 20th. So, um, so yeah, so she's obviously, it seems like she's on top of it. Again, the foam rolling is great. Resting is great. But um, again, if, if this were you, what would you do to make sure that you are um, able to come back to training? Um. So yeah, I mean, kudos for being smart and backing off right away. That's often, you know, that often just like that will do it. Just taking a few days off at the very first sign often will, will be all you need to do. Um, and hopefully that is all you need to do. Um, right now, I would, you know, kind of like in the last situation, I would, I would put the emphasis on getting better rather than trying to rush back into training um, so that you're not, you know, losing training. Um, you're, you, you said you've been very consistent, so that is a great plus that you have going. And, um, you know, rushing things, again, could just lead to lingering injury, going into the race, hurting, that kind of thing. So right now, don't worry about what you're missing, okay? And, and, and you know, you, you, will, you will be okay with the consistency, consistency that you have. The fact that you backed off right away is great. Um, 
if you can see a PT who might have some suggestions for things. I mean, um, definitely doing for an IT band, you know, things like clamshells and um, monster walks with a band and things like that can all help you kind of, you know, rehab it a little bit. Um, uh, you don't want to just, you know, shut down and not do anything. You want some movement yeah. in there. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just, I'm not going to put days on there right now and say, okay, if you can get back by five days from now, you'll be okay. I don't, I don't want to say that to you. I want to say, get yourself better and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there, but you're, you're in good shape. No time to pay, not, this is not a time to panic. Um, and we'll Definitely take it day not. by day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so she's seen her chiropractor. I know, cause I was reading um, some, some of the comments below. I mean, it sounds like you're doing all the right things that, you know, um, and so do um, continue to do that. And yeah. And then again, like way back in on the Facebook page, when you feel like you're ready to pick back up and we can help you come back into the plan um, at a place that makes sense. I mean, I definitely feel like if you are smart enough, you could hopefully get that 12 miler in because, because it is important um, for, for a lot of reasons for your physical and mental um, sides of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is, but, but, but yeah, but don't, don't, but um, not at the expense of hurting yourself. Right, right. Yeah. And don't kid yeah. yourself. Don't, don't, you know, like if, if you're really not feeling up to it next week, don't, don't kid yourself that, that doing it's going to be what you need to do. Um, don't, you know, be honest with yourself about how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, and similarly, if you go out tomorrow morning, um, Friday morning, you know, it sounds like, oh, you're going to do an easy run and then you, and then you have five miles on Saturday. Um, so that's okay. All right. I was thinking that you're going to go do five miles on Friday and I was like, don't do that. Um, go for like 20, 20, 25, 30 minutes, um, and see how things go. Okay. Um, this is just a, this isn't really a question, but, um, Rebecca says the, the tide is finally turning and it's turning into perfect running weather. Um, 40 degrees in the morning, sunny, crushed the 11.8 miles. Um, she says still very slow, which is not even fair, um, to do to yourself. So don't, don't do that. But, um, she said, but I didn't break out in tears this weekend. She had high emotions. Um, and I'm kind of, well, I kind of wanted to use that as a um, springboard to talk about how to come into this 60, 70, 80 degree weather because, because we have been so bundled up. So can you just talk about a little bit about making that transition and expectations about um, what might happen on a warm day? Like when I went out the other day for 25 minutes and it was 75 degrees, I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what it's kind of a it's kind of a, a jolt to the senses. Yeah. 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 It is um definitely it's no fun those first few weeks of running in heat. Um so you know, I, I again, you know, I'm you know, I'm always preaching the the not being so reliant on your watch. This is definitely a time. Do not have any expectations for your time. Um for a couple of weeks, it's good. It 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 takes at least two weeks to adjust to the heat. Um so, you know, don't look at your watch and be disappointed that you're running a whole minute slower or whatever it might be because it's natural, it's to be expected. Um, you know, it's just gonna feel kind of miserable, um, but, you know, slow it down, get through the miles and a couple of weeks down the road, you know, you'll start turning a corner, you'll start adjusting um, and, and you know, your, your legs will come back to you, but um, just don't get down on yourself right now, um, you know, during during this transition period, because it's, there's no one who has fun doing it. It's it's just it's not yeah. not a good time to be a runner only when you, those couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely a physiological adjustment, as you said. Yeah. So just yeah, if, if you can, um, and if you have a race, if you happen like let's just talk about say I've been training, and it's been chilly, um, and then all of a sudden, um, let's see, I was there is one question about that actually. Let me pull that up in a second. But I mean, you know, so say you you know I've 
the highest I've been running is 45 degrees. Like that's the warmest it's been. And all of a sudden that weekend, it decides to turn to, you know, spring slash summer and the high is going to be, you know, 75 when I'm out on the race course. I mean, what do you do with that situation? Yeah. You you don't plan on hitting a PR. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's it's just, it it is unfortunate. It's an unfortunate, um, you know, um, reality with um, spring races um, because, Many of us are coming off of these cold winters and have not had time to adjust. And so no matter how well trained you are, if you hit a hot day on race day for the first time or, you know, even just a week into, you know, the heat coming back, you can't have expectations of a, of a number that, that you would have had, you know, given that the temperatures had stayed cooler. So, um, yeah, you just, you know, slow down your pace, just slow down your pace and, um, figure the PR will come in the fall, you know, try to get in the fall. Yeah. Well, it's a lot by running by effort, right? Like figuring yeah. out how hard you're working instead of how fast you're going, right? Yeah. Yeah. Monitor your breathing, monitor the way your legs are feeling, um, you know, monitor your energy levels. Uh, yeah. Drink up a little bit more, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think about the spring and I think about the two major marathons that just happened. Boston, which was obviously like close to being Arctic and, yeah. and then London. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not so good at this Celsius to Fahrenheit conversion. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the temperatures were there, but it said it was really hot, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. that that's um, that's what you can get, you know, and that's yeah. just, uh, you know, that's yeah. the range. And I, so. I think, yeah, I, I, think, I think London was like 75. And, and yeah, if you look at the winters, the difference. So, you know, here it, with Boston and, and the cold, it was the cold weather runners and even some of these um, unexpected elites who snuck into the top 10. And then you flip it over to London, um, you know, the Africans fared really well at London like, this year, right? So, yeah. and they did not fare so well at Boston. So, you know, it's what you're used to, what you're accustomed to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. So here's kind of the weather question. And, and um, this is from Andrea. She's in the marathon program. She said, is there ever a circumstance where running in new things on race day is appropriate? It's going to be 65 and sunny on race day, but it's been cold and crappy in all my r- long runs. I haven't done a single long run in shorts. Would it be um, foolish to wear them on race day? No, I think it's smart. I think um, in, in a situation like that, go for staying cooler um, versus maybe suffering through a little bit of chafing. So um, just maybe you know keep 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 uh, body glide in mind that morning yes. because you know that that's maybe where you're going to feel it, um, and that would be um, the, the only downside I think to switching to shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. When I when I type or when I copied that question, I was like, okay. And I, for a half marathon, I would say unequivocally go for it. And even with a marathon, I would probably go for it too. But yeah, like the body glide, just because um, that is just you know if your thighs haven't really seen each other, yeah. <laughs> sure, you know, um, at least in a running perspective. So um, a running situation. So. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, Sarah, uh, Sarah SBS, um, you know, hates running in sh- or doesn't, doesn't hate running in shorts, but, um, you know, wears capris in all of her marathons. Cause the, yeah. cause she's so, um, you know, even on the hot, hot Boston's she wore them because yeah. of the, job. so, you know, yeah. kind of that situation. And I would also, you know, definitely, um, use a pair of shorts that, uh, you know, work for you. I would, I wouldn't buy a new pair of shorts. Yeah. Personally. Agree. Agree. Um, okay. So this is coming, um, from Melinda who's listening right now. Um, I'll be running the half at flying pig next week and she's excited to meet us. I'm excited to be there. I've yeah. always wanted to go to the flying pig. It takes yeah. Place of it. Um, and she says, I'm fully after pulling back from a full earlier in the spring due to the full or due, due to the flu. I'm sorry. Gosh. Okay. I'm 
Okay, so she's so she's not running the half. She's not running the full. She's running okay. the half next week. She's moving her marathon goalpost to a fall marathon. And if that marathon isn't until November, what kind of miles should I look at as a holding pattern until the official race training would begin? I see the summer as a gift of, of additional time to be stronger and ready. Yeah, I think that's a great attitude. Um, so, you know, obviously you're going to take a you know, little bit of downtime to recover after your half marathon. Um, and then, you know, I, I mean, kind of play it by ear and, and your schedule and what you have time for. Um, but um, I would say, okay, a no November marathon, you know, definitely maybe by late June, um, early July, try to have your long run at um, about an eight to 10 miler, um, you know, that gives you a really nice base going into fall marathon training. Um, and, and since you're coming off of a half, you know, that's not like it's a stretch for you to do that. Um, so recover, um, spend the next month, you know, kind of running as you want to, um, and, and then start getting more regular about it, you know, maybe four runs a week, um, and, and having that long run at the eight to 10 mile range by, you know, June-ish. So, yeah. Totally. Totally. And the thing that I would say just of coming, you know, um, the half and then the full, I mean, that's definitely a very doable race schedule, but, um, you know, the don't be hard on yourself during the time between June and July and whenever that, you know, whatever your race date is minus 18 weeks, because, yeah. 18 weeks is a long time to be on a training schedule and you were just were on one for 15 to 18. Um, so just be kind to yourself um, and don't, you know, if you miss a run, great, because you yeah. want to go do something else. That's okay. Like, you know, like summertime, you know, yeah. Hang out at the pool. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Um, so here's another kind of scheduling question. Um, it's from charity. So she just raced on Saturday and it went great. Conditions were pretty much ideal. And I finished in two Oh six 30, um, and took uh, almost seven minutes off of her PR, which makes mm -hmm. her very happy. Congrats on that. Yeah. Um, you know what's coming. Of course, I want more. Um, I signed up for a half on September 8th, and I would love to break or at least get, least get close to that magical two-hour mark. I've run a lot, but I've never really worked very much on my speed. My immediate goal is to spend the month of May focusing on speed and effort to bring down my 5K. Um, she's running two 5Ks on May 19th and June 2nd, so I think it'll be a fun short-term goal that might help me long-term. Here's my question. Um, would you recommend sticking with the run-it plan again and just incorporating more speed work earlier in the plan, um, or do you think that she should step it up to the race plan? Thanks for a great plan and a great group. Yeah, I think I think I remember this one from um, Sunday, and I think yeah. I addressed it in there. Um, but um, so hopefully, I'm not going to give conflicting advice now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, uh, yeah, um, I, I do. I really love the idea of you, um, Charity, going ahead and, and, and switching over to focus a little bit on 5Ks right now. I think that's a fantastic goal. It's a fantastic hot weather goal, and it's a fantastic um, goal just to develop some good um, speed in your legs. Um, and then, um, you know, if you do want to switch gears and head toward fall and look at the plans, I think maybe we even, I can't remember if Charity's the one or not, but I, um, I think um, I might have suggested that she take a look at the plans. You know, we, we'll show a sampler. Yeah, yep, yep. And we, we said the email her and stuff. I mean, I was just curious about, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it's more that I like the idea of like, you know, taking a step back, 5K. Um, and then also I wanted you to talk a little bit about, um, continuing to drop time in PR, you know, mm -hmm. drop time in a half marathon. So going from 206 
to under two minutes. I mean, so she dropped almost seven minutes. And this first one is another mm -hmm. six or seven minutes um, realistic uh, for a fall race. It's a lot. It, um, you know, those are two big jumps that you'd be making pretty quickly. Um, not 100% unrealistic, um, but um, it might be a big chunk. You might maybe set yourself up with a B goal in there that you could be happy with, you know, even, you know, just three minutes maybe, um, yeah. you know, and, and see what you can do and then, then make the next jump um, for the next race after that. So um, I don't want to say it's impossible, but um, yeah. I think that, um, you know, it is a, a very ambitious goal. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I definitely go for it, but it's also, I mean, that's 30 seconds uh, a mile, right? Um, yeah. Per mile, which is great, but, it, you know, you get, um, as the miles get faster and faster, you have fewer seconds <laughs> to, yeah. to eat up, kind of, you know what I'm saying, yeah. or take a bite out of. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and it sounds like your race went so well and you had a great conditions and all that. So um, as you get up to um, and keep focusing that two hour and your speed, um, I mean, one of the things that Coach MK says, and I know that you agree with Amanda, because I've heard you say it as well, is speed really comes from strength um, a lot of the time and having your body be able to support you. So I don't, you know, the 5K is great and definitely hit those, but also don't don't sacrifice speed at the expense of doing strength training and um, and all the like, you know, if you're on, you have PT moves or you've been doing the Bozu ball or the loops or anything like that, you need to keep doing those. Um, yeah. And very consistently um, through all the for training sure. cycles. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Uh, so uh, marathon group. Um, Kim, what should my post marathon recovery look like? Um, easy walking the first week after a race and then slowly adding short, easy runs in week two and three? Or what do you talk about as far as or what do you think about as far as recovery for um, from a marathon? Yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of um, point to kind of like doing a reverse taper. So, you know, just how three weeks out, you're starting your taper and starting to reduce your mileage heading into marathon day, you know, kind of flip it um, for recovery after. And yeah, the first week, I mean, you know, I, I recommend not running, just kind of, you know, easy, active recovery, walking, swimming on a bike, whatever it might be. And then, yes, yeah, slowly start incorporating runs back into the mix and um and slowly increasing them um and so that about a month after the marathon you're back at a somewhat normalish kind of baseline for yourself um whatever that might be it doesn't have to you know obviously when i say reverse taper i'm not trying to get you back to a 20 miler um you know sure. three weeks afterward uh but just yeah ease your way back um and you know about a month out try to have kind of like your your baseline mileage going Sure, sure. And also paying attention to um, your mental recovery, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. And especially with the marathon, because it's such a big event, you know, you focus yeah. on it. It's such a long way to go. It takes a lot out of you, even if you have a great, great day and you're flying high afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. I, mean, I find it's really, I found for myself, it's very hard to think about going back into training mode after uh, a marathon. Do you find the same thing, Amanda, or, or do you, are you, you know, I think you see a couple of different um, responses after the marathon. I think on the one hand, you've got a group who um, maybe hit a PR and is really pumped or just ran that first one and they're very pumped, or you've got someone who had a really bad, bad in their mind, disappointing race. Um, and those kind of groups sometimes 
get a little too excited to, to resume training and kind of overdo the training in that first month because you're, you're just riding that adrenaline or you're riding your, you know, sense of I want to revenge, you know, race to, to, to come over to overcome the bad race that I had, whatever it might be. Um, so I think you've got that side of it. And those people need to kind of, you know, slow it down, bring it back, you know, down center things. Um, and then, yeah, other people maybe have a little bit of that, that post event letdown. Um, and, you know, you lose, lose the motivation to really train and this, that, and the other. And I think that's okay. And I think it's important that if you are feeling those emotions, um, tune into it and just kind of, you know, keep some running in the mix. Um, but, but, you know, don't, don't feel like you need to push things or, you know, what's wrong with me or whatever it might be, you know, kind of allow, allow the whole situation to ride its course. And, and, um, and you'll know when you're ready again to want to really resume training and, and feel good about it again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Are you more, which, which group do you typically fall into? Um, I think I've been in both camps over the years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the race, right? In the situation that you're in, right? Or the yeah. time of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just think about, um, and, and I, th I think it's really important. I think about how, I mean, I've only run two marathons, so I, that's, you know, that's my caveat. But I mean, after the first one, I just remember how just tired I was. I was just so tired, like yeah. not necessarily like, oh, my legs hurt, but just like, just like yeah. my whole body was just weary, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, not giving yourself that time to, you know, and, and I was, you know, sadder than I normally was. Like it was very... Yeah. After finishing your first marathon, I thought I was going to be like, "Whoa, look what I did," you know. And instead, I was just very—it um, was just a very confusing time. And I mean, that this was in my twenties. I mean, it was way before I was, you know, where I am in my life right now, as far as family and kids and all that stuff. But I just think it's important to to think about that, um, especially if you're coming into your first one and yeah. you think you have preconceptions about what's going to be, and it might be that. And if it is, awesome. But if it's not, just know that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just yeah. the normal waves of life right yeah yeah um okay um judy um so although i dodged getting um dodged all winter um getting the flu i now um appear to have it um she missed a seven mile run so far and my 20 is this weekend and i'm keeping my fingers crossed that i can get it done um thoughts about adding in the miles when i feel better um marathon is may 19th and training has gone well up until this point so okay. um yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would not do the 20 miler this weekend. Um, I would okay. rest and recover. And when you feel up to resuming your running, start resuming your running. And I would move the 20 miler to next weekend. Um, and I know, you know, you want to follow the taper exactly and this, that, and the other. Uh, but again, we're talking about um, preserving energy, conserving energy at this point and, and, you know, or getting your energy back. For that marathon and um the flus you know you don't want to mess around with the flu and um a 20 miler uh, even if you feel recovered from the flu i don't think a 20 miler is a good move um you know if yeah. your body's been through a lot so let's put it off for a week um and you're going to be fine and um you know again with the taper you know ideally it's set up for a three-week taper but you're taking off some time right now so your body's already repairing some of that muscle damage so you can, you can, you know, I don't want to use the word risk. That's too strong of a word, but you can, you can afford to, to put off the 20 miler till, till next weekend um, and, and move it closer into your race and you'll be okay. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, here's one. This is the good old AMR slash, you know, TMI subject. Um, Jenny, um, she needs a suggestion for controlling her bowels on race day. I've tried lots of different things and sometimes any combo of them work and sometimes not. It's always good to hear a fresh perspective. So when you have runners that have um, some GI distress during races, what do you have them do, Coach Amanda? I mean, I think one of the biggest things you need to look at is um, what you're doing for nutrition um, before and during the race. Um, I mean, a super common culprit is just like taking in too much sugar too frequently. Um, or even, you know, if you take a gel and wash it down with Gatorade, um, you know, that's just too much and, and you're going to have some, some GI distress from there. So, so take a look at those things, see if you're, you know, kind of overloading the body with, with, with the supplements um, and take a look at what you're eating before and maybe you need to dial back and make it more bland. Um, I, I remember at um, one of the retreats, I talked to a gal who had always had problems and I suggested that she try a banana race morning. Um, and I mean, again, if you can practice with this ahead of time, that's, yeah. that's my preference, but, um, you know, bananas tend to bind us up a little bit and they also at the same time, give us a lot of the things that we need on a race day. So, um, you know, maybe try to eat something very bland, like a piece of toast and a banana, um, and see how that works for you. So those are just a couple of ideas, but definitely examine how often you're taking in your electrolytes. Because the electrolytes will, will, uh, so electrolytes versus sugar or? Um, well, uh, yeah, or yeah, sorry. I'm using that as a general term. So I okay. mean, any any kind of a, like a gel or a, or a drink or those types okay. of things, um, you know, just too much of it, you know, like if you're doing it like every, I don't know. It's so, so it's so, so different for every person. It's, yeah. But, it's very, um, very individual. Yeah. It really yeah. is. But, but sometimes I hear people, you know, every three miles they're taking something in and, and I mean, I could tell you for me personally, that would be way too much. That would, that would overload my GI system. And I don't have sure. a, I don't have a tricky GI system. I have a very, but that would be too much for me. Um, so I, you know, I spread mine out more. So take a look and see, see how often you're doing it. And maybe you can widen the window. Um, between, uh, you know, one supplement. Uh, yeah, 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 no, that's yeah. good. If everyone, if anyone has any uh, suggestions, because it is such an individual thing, if you want to type them in, um, if you've had GI distress and found a cure or something that helped alleviate it. I mean, some other things that I've heard of over the years um, is definitely um, along with those gels and sugar, simple sugars is caffeine. So if yeah. any of your um, gels have caffeine in them, you know, definitely cut those out. Um, and it's really going to be just trial and error, right? And so if you yeah. decide, if you go out and um, on a day and, you know, on your long runs, definitely trying stuff, you know, and if it's not, and if gels don't sit well with you, then try choose or try um, even like, you know, something like Swedish fish or graham crackers or whatever. I don't, I mean, maybe graham crackers are too dry, but there's, I mean, basically you just want um, some simple sugars Conversely, um, you know, um, Ellie, who works with us in nutrition, um, she has a recipe for for energy balls, and I'd be happy to send that to you, um, Jenny, if you email us. Um, and so those are kind of a two to one fat to carb ratio, and that might be um, a, a nice solution. Like a lot of women like to try those instead. It's, um, you know, dates. It's basically like a, a Lara bar with just a, a little bit of a tweak there. Um, so if that's something that sounds interesting to you and might feel better, you can try that. I mean, the other thing that might be going on is, you know, she can try these things during a training race or a training yeah. run, but then race day is anxiety, right? And so I think if you sure. get, um, and I'm not saying that Jenny has this, but I've 
seen it before, you know, where you get up, you know, you get there and you're so worked up about the race that everything is kind of in, I don't want to call it clinch mode, you know? And so even though you might like relax over, you know, the course of 26 miles, what you feel like at the beginning is going to affect you, you know, a mile 17 because of the, I'm not a doctor, but the physiology of your body. Right. Um, so, I mean, are there certain things like, um, that you do or, or anytime you're heading into a, um, into a marathon or a a run that you know is going to be challenging, that's kind of scares you a little bit. What do you, how do you kind of talk yourself off the ledge a little bit? You know, I think that, um, you know, race morning um, and before you go out onto your race course, I think one of the things that really helps is just a, a little shakeout run. I just, I feel like it just helps you, you know, I mean, it's good for your, for your warm up anyhow for your race. I recommend it no matter what, but I also think it helps calm the nerves a little bit, you know, just, just go out, maybe just by yourself, um, you know, step away from the crowds if you can and, and just get in a 10 minute run. And um, I think that kind of helps calm things down. Um you know, remind yourself that you've done the training, you're ready for this, this is something you can do. Um, try to get yourself in the frame of mind that, you know, it, it's it's almost like another training run. Um, you know, all kinds of little things like that that can help you. Um, I don't know, if, if music's your thing, listen to a nice calming set of music. Um, you know, some deep breathing, some focusing, some centering, those kind of things. Yeah, that's great. Um, you just saying that, uh, you know, uh, earlier, I think it was last week, uh, Justin Ross, who does the sports psychology stuff with us, he did a little um, pre-run meditation that you can kind of think about to center yourself. And that works just as well before a race. Um, so if that's nice. something that's interesting to you, that's on the um, all the podcast channels. It's on the Train Like a Mother podcast, um, you know, network and the Another Mother Runner one. So you could try that. Um, the other thing that made me think of when you said go out for a shakeout run is... Um, I happen to have, a, well, my husband um, is uh, very much needs to use the bathroom before he goes out on a run, right? And so the way that like before his long run, he's training for a marathon right now, he'll have his coffee. So obviously, if that's something that you do, warm water to kind of clear things out, clear the shoot, that's a great um, idea. Has his coffee, takes a dog for a walk, then comes back, you know, does his business and goes on his run. And, um, you know, thinking about, I, again, like I, I'm, I'm not much of an internist at all. Um, but, you know, thinking about kind of clearing yourself out before you head to the, yeah. um, porta potties and that kind of thing. Um, the other yeah. thing that I've heard, um, and again, um, I'm happy to, or I'm, I'm fortunate that I don't have this problem, but taking the modium before a race, I've also heard that that helps. I'm not, uh, promoting it, but, um, that is definitely some, something that I've seen again and again. So if that's helpful, right to think about um, on race day. Yeah, and I'll throw one more kind of odd um, one in there um, is chewing some gum with peppermint in it because peppermint is a, you know, calming to your GI tract. Oh, so, I like I mean, that. Okay. One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you never know. It could be one of those things. So Jenny, if you haven't, if, if any of those work, let us know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, so this, it was a, you guys are, you know, you guys are a, a very competent group because um, those are all the questions that we have. So you guys, if, if anybody's here and has any other questions, um, we'll give you a couple minutes to type them in. Um, Amanda, what are you, are you training for anything right now? No. No. <laughs> I, I really, I tell you what, I mean, I am really examining, you know, where I am right now with, with racing. I mean, and, and if I even have the desire to do it much anymore, I don't know. I just don't have the desire right now. And um, sure. 
And I'm a big believer in tuning into that. I mean, I have the desire to run, yes, but do I have the desire to race? Mm, not so much right now. So. Not so much. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And it, yeah, and I mean, it's. I mean, I, I'm a never say never kind of person, so I would never say, okay, that's it. That's the end of my racing. But yeah, um, it's the phase of my running right now, and okay. um, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, so what does a typical week look like for you right now? Um, I mean, I still run about five days a week usually uh -huh. um, and, you know, hitting around, I don't know, like 38, 40 miles a week. Um, so I oh, still, yeah, I mean, I still love going out and, and, and running and, um, and I do, um, I, you know, a little bit of, um, not a little, I do a decent amount of strength training right down the road. My PT's office also is a gym and, oh, um, cool. and they have classes throughout the day. And so I go down there and, and work out with them, um, you know, like. I don't know, three or four times a week. So that's fun too. Yeah. So yeah, I think I enjoy yeah. the variety. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of classes do they have? So it's, they call themselves a CrossFit gym, but it is extremely watered down CrossFit. I mean, okay. there's not like, you are not going in there and seeing people like throwing tires around and box jumping and like, it's very, sure. because, it, because it is run by PTs, it's very instructive. And um, the emphasis is always on form over weight and volume sure. and yeah. So it's, so it's really fun. I mean, I feel like it really engages my mind in a new way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So yeah. And how's your uh, Grand Canyon training coming? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are, uh, I'm thinking tomorrow, I don't know, today, today's Thursday. So Saturday, I think I need to do one more long um, hike. Um, and I okay. have learned that um, I need some hiking poles. This is a quick story. And then we've got like four more questions coming in. Okay. So I'll stop talking about us. But um, <laughs> I went out a couple. So the Grand Canyon, the challenge is, is that it goes down first, right? It goes down right. about 4,500 feet and flat. And then we're going to climb um, nearly 6,000. So yeah. it's all just a lot of um, wear and tear on the muscles first before you actually have to, you know, use them to move yourself sure. forward, not using gravity. So um, like two, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I think, um, you know, there's this lookout mountain that's near here and it's about um, a $1,200 foot uh, descent. Um, and uh, and Grant was like, you know, you should take poles. And I'm like, yeah, I know I should. And uh, But all I could think of those poles is I have a pair of ski poles that you can use for like backcountry skiing. Right. Um, so they fold up a little bit, but they're not compact and they're yeah. heavier than normal yeah. hiking poles. And so for whatever, whatever reason, that, that's how I got poles in my head. And so I'm like, oh, I just threw them in and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use them or not. And I got there and I was like, I just don't want to carry these back up the hill. And they just, you know, they don't fit neatly anywhere, which, you know, convenience. So I didn't. And I thrashed my my knees and my hips pretty badly. Um, uh, and uh, and so I got home and I was like, OK, um, I need a pair of hiking poles. I'm going to buy them, you know, tomorrow <laughs> at REI. And Grant's like, we have two pairs hanging on the garage wall. And I was like. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, like that's classic, like marriage, <laughs> lack of communication. And I, yeah, and yeah. I knew, I knew that we owned them, but I was like, you know, you look at something so much that you don't even see them anymore, sure, you know? Sure. And, um, so anyway, so I do have the poll. So tomorrow or on Saturday, I think I'm going to go do lookout at least two more times, um, and, and use some polls and hopefully feel better. If I don't, nice. then, um, we'll see, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm getting excited for it. And it's similar to what you were saying, you know, it's, it's more about, um, the adventure and I've been running a little bit. I've been running, you know, 25, 30 minutes, uh, twice a week. And that Yay. feels perfect to me right now. You know, yeah. I have this little yeah. route that I get to do like a little slice of trail and I'm like, you know what, that's enough. I don't, I don't hurt. I don't feel pressure to go farther. Like it's good for now. That's so. excellent. Yeah. 
Awesome. Okay. So we'll get back to you guys because it's not all about us. Um, Sarah, <laughs> my marathon is this weekend and it's out of town, a four hour drive. We had planned on staying until the next day, but family circumstances have come up that we have to come back four hours the same day I race. Any tips for handling that car ride on the same day of a marathon? It's our first. Thanks. And so excited. Yay, Yay. Sarah. I'm so excited <laughs> for you. It's fun. Um, I have done that before, Sarah. I've done, I remember uh, when I ran, um, wine glass up in Corning. It was a five hour drive back. And um, so uh, my recommendation is as many stops as you can make to hop out and um, just take a little walk around the rest area, whatever it might be um, to, to keep yourself in motion, maybe throw on some compression socks. Um, definitely, you know, don't forego uh, the feed table afterward, you know, get some nutrition in um, those kind of things. But I think the biggest thing is is stopping as frequently as you can, um, you know, and, and getting out and, and just taking tiny, tiny little walks. Um, keep, keep the muscles moving a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say too, when you get home, even take a short walk, you know, yes. or I guess maybe yeah. even coming in out of the car would probably be enough, like unpacking the car. But um, yeah, the, the thing about after the marathon, especially your first one is that, um, you know, the more that you can do easy stuff like that, the easy walking, like the day after two days after, and it's like, 20 minutes of like strolling at the mall. We're not talking about like swinging yeah. your hips, 60 minute power yeah. walk. Um, you know, just go do just that, that blood is so healing, um, that oxygenated blood. So the more yeah. that you can um, just keep moving and not let, and um, you know, and not let your muscles kind of seize up, but let us know how it goes sitting down on the toilet. Yeah. That's always a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Nicole's asking, um, any plans to do a 5K training group? I'm training for one now after doing the half marathon race plan. Um, that's a great question, Nicole. And um, we've been playing so much with the 5K or talking a lot about the 5K in the Train Like a Mother group. And we have a 5K race plan that's um, pretty solid. Um, but it was always just kind of a quiet group. And so, but maybe we need to bring that back. And then um, obviously the 5K is a, um, is a great um, beginner race or a place, great place to come back into it. And um, so the answer is yes. Do we have a date on that? Exactly, no. Um, but if you have interest in grabbing, um, you know, cause I know you, Nicole, I know that you're a very talented runner. If you wanna grab the 5K race plan and um, from us and, um, you know, hang out in the 10K group for a while, um, that's totally fine. Just email us and we can set something up um, and, and get you going on that. Um, okay. Um, Ashley is going to start uh, marathon training for June, uh, in June for Oct for Chicago in October. So she's going to start training in June for Chicago in October. Um, is it okay to continue my Orange Theory fitness classes two days a week throughout the plan? Um, I, you know, I, I like the, um, I like the hit of strength training that you get with Orange Theory. I like that. Um, I think it can get a little bit intense as you're going through marathon training. Um, so, I mean, maybe dial it back as you, like, maybe, I think starting out it's okay. Um, but as you start getting into the thick of it, maybe about midway through, dial it back, um, you know, maybe to no more than one day a week. Um, and this might kind of sound strange, but I would actually probably add it on to a day that you're already going to be doing a little bit of speed work um, so that then you definitely get a recovery day um, the following day. So don't try to like do speed work one day, orange theory the next, you know, that's going to be a little bit too much for your body. So, um, you know, kind, kind of watch it. And definitely, I would say when you get into those weeks, you're doing 20s, um, I would back off of it. Um, 
again, I like the strength component, and I, I would like to see you continue doing the strength component, maybe just not with the intervals that come along with with an Orange Theory class. Yeah. Uh, Katie just wrote in and said she did some Orange Theory during this marathon cycle, and it wore out for runs one or two days later. She gave it up midway through. So yeah, um, yeah I would definitely uh, say you just monitor it. And Ashley, if you are going to try to stay in Orange Theory, definitely do the go the distance plan and not the crush the distance plan, because the crush is obviously more challenging. Um, and so if you throw orange theory on top of crushing, it might, you know, you might <laughs> crush to an orange or something. I right. don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I mean, if you feel like you can, and, and this is easier said than done, but, um, you know, march the beat of your own drummer in an orange theory class and keep mm -hmm. your, you know, when they, when they say, you know, whatever, I can't remember what they call them. It's been so long since I um, have been in a class, but when they crank it up, right, you crank it up to whatever and you're gonna do an interval, you know, just don't do it. Like stay at easy yeah. effort for the whole time, um, yeah. you know, and if you feel comfortable doing that, then you can just have a regular run with the strength, which is awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But 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 is that, you know, what you go for? I mean, that's a, a decision you have to make for yourself, but. Yeah, it's a hard thing um, for many people, myself included. Is. Yeah. It is, yeah. No, I get there. I'm like, I'm gonna do my own yeah. thing, and then I'm like, oh, but that person next to me, you know, yeah, yeah. faster than them, you know, like, yeah. and all of a sudden you're 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 thrashing yourself. So yeah, so just yeah. use caution on that one. Um, Zoe is asking, is there anything I can do at the end of a training program that can help me on race day? Would extra strength training hinder my race? Um. At the end, so like you're coming into the last few weeks of. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what she's asking, Zoe. If you want to expand on that at all, let us know. Um, but, I mean, the idea is that you're doing strength training the whole way through, um, yeah. and then at the end of the training program, really, what it is is a taper, which which is yeah. the what you can kind of talk about the purpose of the taper and why um, it's built into most training plans. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, you know, all all these plans um, are built to you know train your muscles and get them ready for uh, race day, but, but we're breaking your muscles down um, throughout this whole process. And so then when you finally do get to the taper point, the, the idea is that it's going to repair, um, you know, the, the damage that's been done to your muscles um, and, and get them primed and ready and fresh for race day. So you don't want to then in the taper, um, the, the taper period, the two or three weeks that you're going to be cutting back, Throw some new things in there. That's that's not that's going to kind of defeat the purpose of getting your legs ready for race day. So um, I would say that is not a time to look at um, throwing new things in. Um, and and agree with with what Dimity said about you know keep the strength training going all the way throughout the program, um, with the exception of the taper. That's that's where I'd like to see people you know actually cut back on that stuff. So taper off. Yeah. Um, what you can do during those last couple of weeks. I mean that's what we say. Like the the work goes from the muscles to the mind, right? And thinking about um, your goals for race day, um, visualizing yourself, um, you know, succeeding on race day, seeing yourself come across the finish line, seeing yourself um, climb up hills that seem intimidating or that you might know about, you know, if you've seen them, um, you know, feeling strong, hanging in when you'd rather not. I mean, all those things that you um, kind of give you a little bit of a nauseous feeling in your stomach about your race, that's what you want to like go through in your head and think about, you know, see yourself succeeding at it, um, thinking about your nutrition. Um, I think in, I know we've shared it in the train, like in the AMR, but um, Ellie, again, the woman that we work with for nutrition has a, has a taper menu. Um, you can um, email us for that or, um, or look for it um, 
And uh, I'm happy to share that. And that's, I mean, again, nutrition, sleep, self-care, foam rolling, all that stuff um, is kind of where um, you should put your focus on that last week or two, depending upon the race or three weeks to, you know, if it's a 10K, it's probably going to be a week, you know, and, and, and or a marathon, it's going to be closer to three. But, um, but yeah, th there's no cramming, unfortunately, um, for races, um, which is, which actually is a good and ba a bad thing, right? It makes makes you do the work but it also is not as you know there's no hacks yeah <laughs> unfortunately, no, unfortunately. <laughs> um but that's why we like it right i think um yeah. you know so um oh zoe so she said she just started her taper and i missed some strength training because i am bad of course now i wish i had done can't, it you're not can't bad. make it up now no not yeah, bad you can't, make it up, but... can't make it up now so yeah. um don't you can only cause harm to your race day by now throwing in, you know, yeah, you've got some extra time. And so you might be tempted to do some strength training and it, it, it's too, you know, the, the haze in the barn, um, you know, just follow the taper plan and, um, and go with it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. There you go. And, you're, and again, I want to reiterate, you're not bad. You're, you're human, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it just happens. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that, that, that is tough about training plans and that's why, you know, we talked, um, talked to, uh, Melinda about, you know, making sure her summer's off before she hits the marathon um, um, after her half marathon and flying pig is because it is hard to commit uh, your your life um, and, and and make that commitment to strength training and foam rolling and running, you know, for a, a, a consistent period of time. So it happens yeah. to the best of us. Don't feel bad and you're probably still going to have a great race. Yeah. Um, and then kind of remember, you know, um, next time you um, sign up for a plan, like, oh, I really need to commit to doing this. And um, yeah. it's a little bit of, you know, motivation. Yeah. And I mean, I always say, I, I've, I've repeated it many times over, and that that is that these plans are always set in an ideal world. Um, yeah. You know, we'd all like to be able to complete every last, check every box, every last workout, and do all the things we're supposed to be doing, but life gets in the way. And um, so, you know, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, exactly. And on that note, um, thanks you guys for joining us. We want to um, continue to help you with all your training and all your racing questions. So Coach Amanda has been awesome with the Ask the Coach every week. Um, we'll have another one of these, um, you know, in about a month or so, and probably a little bit more of a race focus. Uh, if that, although, yeah, I guess people are racing kind of mid-May, end, end of, through June, yeah. July yeah. and August, I guess it dries up a little bit. Um, yeah. So, um, and we'll, we're excited. We're next weekend. We'll be at yeah. Flying Pig. So if you yeah. um, did not see the RSVP for that uh, and would like to join us again, you can email us at clamclub at anothermotherrunner.com and we will set you up with the RSVP. Amanda and I are going to be at the shakeout run. When are, you, when are you getting there, Amanda? I come in uh, Friday afternoon. So Friday afternoon. Um, great. Perfect. Yeah. So you will be at the so shakeout run. So, shakeout run. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday, um, Saturday morning, we'll have a shakeout run at 730 at a Starbucks um, and like just two miles, super easy. Um, and you can go longer, shorter. You don't have to run. You can just come and hang. And then uh, at two o'clock, we're going to have a party at a running store and um, it's going to be fun. And I'm going to order some really cool cookies today. So you got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Take care, you guys. Thanks, Amanda, okay. for your time and expertise. And thanks, you guys, for joining us. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.